want some, but see, I create sounds that make your ears go numb. Peace to Sears, yeah, yeah, you know how we go. My best friend Steven at the Home Depot. Rural tenders in the house, I can't forget Southside. Walk past some seas like that girl did the far side. I'm labeled as the cat's meow, the MC with the know how. Act like you know, not now, but right now. Beast of the East on them seas, I have a feast. I eat that ass like quiche, crack a smile like Shanice. Shit out Jamaica scene, Jamaica Queens, but you can find me out in Georgia or anywhere in between. Now, if my partners don't look good, Malik won't look good. If Malik don't look good, the quest won't look good. If the quest don't look good, the Queens won't look good. But since the sounds are universal, New York won't look good. Get your fight, losing a battle. Come on, get off it. Put down the microphone, son. Surrender, forfeit. Did I hear something about a crew? What they want to do, you better call Mr. Babyface so he can bring out the cool in you. Or it'll be a sad love song being sung by Tony Braxton. And I'll dissect you like number, a Number 18 on my list of all-time like great hip-hop albums. Chop Call Quest, Midnight Marauders. This show is actually based on the persona of Fife Dog, rest in peace. Shout out to the Fife Dog Q-Tip. It was always, I wanted to... As five passed, as we were just getting to ESPN, I always wanted to interview Fife. It was my dream to interview Fife. He was really the essence of sports talk in hip hop. I think had Fife had Fife lived, I could see him having. You see a lot of hip hop artists like Gilly the Kid has a fantastic podcast. You see Rod Digger and Lord Jamar, they have a podcast. Fat Joe has a real dope podcast that he's been doing. Corona Vision. I would have loved to see Fife do do a podcast about sports and hip hop. He was he was so dope with the sports, the sports gear, and all of the old Tribe Called Quest videos. Fife always had like a fresh starter on, like a jersey on. He was just real dope. Gone too soon. Midnight Marauders. Low end theory is higher. On my Pantheon list, the Midnight Marauders, but Midnight Marauders was was a fantastic album. Came out my junior year in high school. There's actually a clique, the, the rival clique from my clique in high school called themselves the Midnight Marauders. They had an Emeralds basketball team. We used to take it to those dudes constantly. But a fantastic album. Fife and Q-Tip really went together on the mic they they their voices match fife had this this raspy high-pitched voice q-tip had more of a nasal voice but it just fit perfectly when you put the two of them together q-tip was a fantastic producer people sleep on q-tip we're out here doing the battles with swiss beats and Rizaverse premiere q-tip produced all of those midnight marauder excuse me all of those tribe called quest albums and I think he's just he's just up there with with everybody else. I mean, he's up there. He may not be on the Mount Rushmore with with Dilla, Doctor Doctor Dre, Pete Rock, DJ Premier, Mad Lib, guys of that ilk. But but Q Tip is definitely in that second next group of of top five producers. He's way way up there. He did a fantastic pr- job producing. The Low End Theory album, the Midnight Marauders album. Love Movement was a dope album. A lot of people hate on Love Movement because the Tribe Called Quest hated each other. It was kind of visible. It's obvious. You could tell the difference between when guys were in the booth. Like, scenario, you could tell that all of those guys were in the booth together, writing and trying to outrhyme each other. But, excuse me, by the time you got to 
love movement, it was pretty clear that Fife and Q-Tip were not really speaking and, and Muhammad was in the middle. Jerobi was was ghost. It was obvious that they weren't really weren't really good friends anymore at that point in time. And it was obvious that they just that Fife would just come in the booth and do his verses. Q tip would do his verses. Like they were it was almost like two separate songs, but in the song you had consequence coming in there. It was very disjointed, but but I, I thought that 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 the love movement was was real dope. I, I thought it was dope. But Tribe Called Quest, one of the most influential groups in history, really did the first fusion of jazz. Everybody has their own element that they brought to the hip-hop game. I think what my memories from a Tribe Called Quest, they really sampled a lot of jazz. Like in the if you if you listen to Excursions, the the bass line was someone actually playing the bass guitar. That was what Tribe Called Quest did. And I think lyrics to go. And God lives through. Are your the the last several songs on the Midnight Marauders album? For my money, that's as good that's as good as it gets in in hip hop. It's a fantastic album, um, fantastic beats, dope rhymes, uh, just just a just a classic from a production standpoint, a classic from from a rapping standpoint, and and that's my 18th favorite album. Of, of all time on, on the Lance J radio list. Going back to sports, NFL has decided, so it's very funny. You see, you see everybody scrambling to figure out what they're going to do in the, in the coronavirus era. So we're in the, the coronavirus is, is an actual era like BC and, and AD so so this is you have, now you have BC again is before coronavirus and and you're in the coronavirus era. In the coronavirus era there're not going to be a lot of sports. You're going to have people coming, you're going to have you try to you're going to try to put, cram people into stadiums with masks on and thinking that you can have instead of having 70,000 people, you're going to try to do it with 20,000 people as if that's going to work. So the first time I'm a Colts fan, the first time that the first time, the first time that Philip Rivers hits T.Y. Hilton on the ADR bomb, good luck thinking that people are going to social distance. Good luck thinking that T.Y. Hilton is not going to jump into the stands. When Marlon Mack takes one eighty yards to the house, good luck thinking that fans aren't going to be high fiving each other. We've seen. I saw on CNN. I'm going to rant about CNN a little bit later. I saw on CNN that they opened the beaches in Miami. And then they closed them a couple of days later. And the reason that they closed them is because people are not social distancing. <laughs> you can't, well, you can't put a volleyball net up. You can't have the pretty girls in the bikinis, everybody out. People have been cooped up for, for seven, eight weeks. People are out. You can't put people, you can't put beautiful young people out on the beach when it's 89 degrees and think that they're not going to get up a, a, get a pickup game of beach volleyball or that the guys aren't going to be hitting on the on the girls. They haven't seen a woman in in eight in eight weeks. People are going to be trying to spit that G. Yeah, you know I mean, people are going to be trying to trying to get it in, and you can't think that people are just going to set up cubicles on the beach and stay ten feet away from each other. That's not how it works. Either you open the stuff up and come what may, 
or you keep it closed. But it's just like saying that, well, we're going to open the basketball courts, but you can only play two-on-two full court to keep social distancing. That's just not how it works. But unlike everybody else, NFL is basically like bleep, bleep a coronavirus. So I'm reading from ESPN.com. Says the league will release. This is last Friday. The league will release its 2020 schedule late next week, which is now this week, without any major changes. Spokesman Brian McCarthy confirmed, including a September 10 opener and the Super Bowl scheduled on February 7th. They have visions, quote, of fans in the stands. Good luck with that. We plan to start on time, McCarthy said. Now, ESPN's Chris Mortensen reported a couple weeks ago that that the schedule will be released on a full season. Troy Vinson, who's the executive vice president of the NFL, told the AP that what they're doing is reasonable planning regarding health and safety during a coronavirus pandemic. If we have to make adjustments, we'll be prepared to do so based on the latest guidance from our medical experts and public health officials and current and future government regulations, McCarthy said. And it goes on and on and on. Now, we know that the we know that the NFL is going to they're going to get that money. One thing about the NFL, they're about their paper, they've always been about that paper, they're always going to be about that paper. And you have a cohort of individuals who are young and healthy, very unlikely to experience extreme and major complications from coronavirus. And a lot of people don't realize like unlike other sports, A the NFL doesn't have guaranteed contracts unless you're you're Kirk Cousins. And B, a lot of people don't realize guys in the NFL don't make a lot of money. It's not a big money sport. I mean, you have you have your Peyton Mannings, you have your Brady's, you have your quarterbacks. Dak Prescott eventually is going to get paid, shouldn't get paid. I wouldn't pay Dak Prescott forty million dollars. You're gonna be out of your mind. You're not worth forty million dollars. That's Patrick Mahomes, but the only the only person I'm paying $40 million is Patrick Mahomes. But Dak's going to get a lot of money. He's going to get a, a, a nine-figure contract, and he's probably going to get $70 million guaranteed to go 8-8. Eight and eight. But most of the guys, if you look at any NFL roster, most of the guys are making seven, eight, nine hundred thousand $900,000 a year. You might have seven or eight people that are making big money. The rest are making somewhere between league minimum and a million. And that's more money than, than I make. That's more money than you make listening to the show. But the average NFL career is only four years, three and a half years. So if you make six, $700,000 for four years, do the math. That's a couple of million dollars after taxes. You can't live off that the rest of your life. Plus, Unlike the rest of us, if you play NFL, you're probably going to get CTE. You're at the very least, especially if you're a running back or a skilled position, someone that gets hammered frequently, you're going to have a lot of problems going to the refrigerator, opening your refrigerator, or mowing your lawn, or playing with your kids at age 50 that the rest of us aren't going to have. So these guys have to go out and get that and get that Skrilla. They got to do what they got to do, whether they like it or not. They got to do what they got to do. And the NFL has shown repeatedly, if you ever watch Ballers with The Rock, how greedy the owners are. I don't, I don't think that's a spoof. I mean, the owners are greedy. 
they treat their players like crash test dummies and have been doing so for the last 40 or 50 years. They've done their best to sequester any talk about concussions and CTE and any of the downstream impacts of playing football. But these guys are going to play. They're young and healthy, and they, and they need the money. And if I was 23, 24, and young and healthy, and I had $2.5 million on the table, knowing that my career is only going to be five, six, seven years, I'd be out there playing too. None of these guys are going to make millions of dollars doing anything else. They got to think about their families. A lot of these guys have kids. A lot of these guys have kids with four or five women, unfortunately. Not trying to be stereotypical, just being factual. If you ever see the, the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary called Broke, a lot of these guys have responsibilities. They have families that they have to take care of. They have people that they have to support. I'm not being stereotypical about the honorage with the chain that if you're Andre Risen and you have a $200,000 chain that says that has the number 80 on there. But these guys got to go out and do what they have to do to make a living. And I'm, I'm not against that. I'm not going to speak ill of that because they have to do what they have to do. And then let's just be completely, completely transparent and honest. If you're, if you're, if you're tackling someone that weighs 260 pounds, 250 pounds, and runs a four, five, 40, if you're a box safety weighing 198 and you're tackling someone, you're, you're tackling Jonathan Taylor coming out the Colts backfield, or you're tackling, or you're tackling Ezekiel Elliott, you're tackling a guy that's 230 and runs a four, four. <clears throat> and you're pulling a Troy Palomalu going in head first on that person. The coronavirus is the least of your worries. You got to be a special type of individual to go head first at someone that weighs that much that runs that fast. So you're not you're not worried about you're not concerned about your health. Your your health isn't isn't the biggest thing on your concerns if you're if you're if you're playing if you're a box safety playing in the NFL or you're a quarterback and you got an edge rusher that's 270 and runs a 4-6 that wants to, if you have Miles Garrett looking to take your head off, I don't mean literally when he tried to take, I don't know if it was Duck, Duck, uh, whoever the backup quarterback is that sucks for the Steelers. I don't even remember his name. But you have someone that, you have someone who wants to obliterate you. You're not going to worry about getting complications from coronavirus because you've already done quite a bit of damage to your central nervous system. You got to go get that money. When all the owners in the NFL are about that money, they're about that paper, and they're going to play. They're going to have an NFL season. I don't know if people start testing positive for coronavirus, if they'll cancel it, but if there's any one league that will put their players at physical risk and if there are any group of players looking for the crumbs because they only have four-year careers that will put themselves in personal risk, it's definitely the NFL cohort. It's definitely the, the 8 to 15 Wonderlick cohort that'll be out there making plays on Sunday. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be odd having that with no fans, but, but I think the NFL will, will try to play a complete 16-game season. I, I think that they will. And I think that people will sign waivers and I think people will, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with the coaches. I mean, Bruce Arians, you know, he's, he's had a battle with cancer. He's in his seventies. 
Pete Carroll's in his 70s. I don't know how you work this thing out with the coaches. The players can sign waivers and probably won't have complications. I, I'm afraid, just using my sense and my healthcare sense, you might have some lives lost. I don't think it'll be players, but if you have coaches out there, these guys are older. Somebody's going to have complications. You got to have a lot of people to have a football game. You got cameramen. You got assistant coaches. You got special teams coaches. You got offense, defense coaches. You got a lot of people out there on the field. And I think the 24-year-old backup tight end is going to be fine, but I don't, I don't know about the coaches. But, but, but we know NFL will have people sign waivers. They'll be out there on Sundays. And we will be watching. Last Day Radio Network. We'll be back with more after these messages. You are listening to the Blanche J Radio Network. Another pit sandwich and some tater salad. I'll go a few more. You want that? Medium rare, a lot of horseradish. Well, all right. I did, little man. Thinking he might get weak on that cop getting shot. Yeah? Where's the body? Drew it hill behind the reptile house. Get back in the weeds with Michael Fine. What's left of him? All right, that's seven. What else you got? Uh, how about them witnesses? The security lady. And what's his name? The maintenance man. Gant? Yeah. Gant. You did Gant alone. Got a tater salad. How about this wall? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Protect your personal information. Call my guys down at Second Eye IT Security for your business, personal, and technology needs. These consummate professionals have 20 years of both private and public sector experience. I personally use this product to protect my financial information from the cesspool of charlatans, hackers, and scam artists on the World Wide Web. For a free consultation, go to www.second. EYEITsecurity.com. Tell them that the Wolf of Wall Street sent you and receive a special discounted offer. James Lewis. There's so many people walking around with the Best Buy Polo. Then you have the Sprint people. Then you have the Geek Squad people. Then you have like the Cox, like the the Cox Cable me. people. Right. So there are 38 people walking around at Best Buy doing absolutely nothing. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. Can we say No, we can't. We can't say that. We we, we cannot say that. Okay. Uh, We shouldn't say that. I'm I'm not saying that. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon Paragon 7 7 Studios. Studios. Here we go. Prepare your radio to be blast. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, Five, four, three, two, one. You now tuned in to the Lance J Radio Show.